Welcome back to another episode of On the Break. Tonight we have a pants shitting edition with Paul Pierce, yes. Josh the Vanilla Gorilla here with J Mac and Kyle Beats. What's up, guys? What's up, man? What's Feeling up? great today. How about you? <laughs> I can care less what happens in the finals. I'm just <laughs> glad that Paul Pierce finally admitted that he, he pooped his pants. I feel so vindicated. <laughs> I just feel so vindicated. I've been talking about this for years. Yeah, we've, we've been, been saying it since day one. Yeah. We've been talking about it on here for 15 months since we started yeah, doing this. We, and it feel, dude, when that happened, I see, I didn't get to see it live. I don't know if either of y'all got to see oh, it I did. live. Oh, I certainly did. God. So I saw it when you sent it to me and it was just pure joy. I was like, my life is complete. And then getting, getting texts later from people like, dude, do you know Paul Pierce actually shit his pants? It's like, I wasn't kidding. Yeah. I told you that happened. Like this is <laughs> yeah. Years. Feels good to be right. <laughs> it feels good to be right about it because I was watching that that game and I just remember like them putting the towels around him and everything and the way they lifted him up and the way that he was definitely laughing. Like the, <laughs> do you remember the still when he's holding his knee and he's like looking backwards? Yeah, it looks like he's in pain, but he's fucking laughing. Like, <laughs> Dude, exactly I love that. J- uh, was it Jalen and Chauncey? They didn't even hesitate to just to just start giving him shit too about yeah. taking an injury. Hey yo, I mean, it. I don't blame him in a way, but he really probably could have just said it that night, and everybody would have laughed, and it, everybody would have moved on. But it's almost—I don't know. Maybe it's better that he. He drug it out this long for everybody is, to wonder. We wouldn't have this moment if it wasn't for that. I, yeah, I feel like I want to. I like to envision him laying in bed awake at night, tossing and turning, going, I shit my pants like I haven't yes. told anybody, and like carrying that weight around with him for like 10 years. It would explain a lot of his bad basketball picks, that's for sure. <laughs> no, but I think like he, I don't know why he just dug in for so long, but all of a sudden he just decided to fucking own it. He tweeted, yesterday and it was just like the poop emoji and a smile and the sunglasses you know and i i just retweet it and just put my man <laughs> at a boy paul yeah i respect him a little bit more for embracing it but i still think he's a, a terrible terrible commentator or analyst yeah he's not a good analyst That's that was worth a renewal of a contract Absolutely. i'll renew his contract all day if i'm <laughs> who does he work for is it espn or is it i think he's just ABC? nba nba tv or whatever it is nba tv no no, no. it's it's like abc or it might be ESPN's uh, NBA coverage, or that's whatever. what it is. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. TNT with Chuck and them. Yeah, but Josh, Josh is definitely maxing them out after that. Oh, for sure, for sure, no doubt. I just I like the ownership of it, though. I don't I don't hate that, and I think that it's just it's about goddamn time. It's about time that he came clean on it. No pun intended. We, but, and remember the way we, he like <laughs> gingerly walked out of the locker room, like he. Come on, <laughs> come on! Oh, for sure, he, he sold he sold out for that, and I think the shame is what is what just held him back because the faking of the injury is the issue. The right. shitting the pants is one thing. Yeah, and the fact that he fell square on his back and that's what caused him to shit himself is just so <laughs> crazy. It's so crazy that that doesn't happen more often, really. What was the pregame meal there, man? Dude, had to have been. <laughs> I don't even want to speculate. <laughs> I can't even imagine. What do they eat in Boston? A lot of beans, a lot of seafood. Ah, a lot of beans, yeah. yeah. A lot of a uh, lot of like uh, Italian, right? Like, yeah. I thought it was mostly just beer. Irish inspired type things. A lot of British type stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, Aside from that, the NBA we, finals has been going on. Oh, yeah. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for ready to move on from the Paul Pierce pooping no, okay. pants. Yeah, all right, all right. Because <laughs> we had talked about previously that, um, like that. I, I had given Boston as the greatest franchise of all time because they kept that under wraps for so long. Like it's like that there was 
there must have been 30 people that knew that, right? And oh, you never heard well, anything about thousands that. Thousands of people knew that. It's because everybody's yeah. afraid of Danny the- Ainge. I would be. Uh, he'll trade you. Dude, yeah, he'll trade trainers right out of there as quickly as he'll trade players. <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, he sent Isaiah walking so quickly. You don't think he'll get rid of the medical staff? <laughs> this is an athletic trainer to Memphis for a future first round. Most of yeah. the athletic staff probably have a higher uh, stock right now than Isaiah Thomas. Higher height, too. All, all kidding aside, do you think that people like that on the team have to sign non-disclosure agreements and stuff? I bet they do. Yeah, for sure. I wonder how much money Paul Pierce bought these guys for. I wouldn't. Yeah, like, that's a good question. I don't care. Like if Kyle, if me and Kyle were on a basketball team, or me and Justin were on a basketball team, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, yeah, he should have pants, bro. <laughs> like you're my I'd boys, tell, but yeah. I would still, I would I'd still tell everybody. come out and say it. <laughs> and I would hope that you would do the same thing to me. I Absolutely. Would, I would not only tell everybody, but I would be videotaping me yelling <laughs> questions at you about it until you just come clean. Do you think you, the trainer walked into the stall afterwards and it just looked like a middle school locked bathroom? <laughs> we just like shit all over the walls. We need to move on. This is too far. I'm yeah, sorry. We'll save this for later. Well, we um, don't get to talk about it anymore. We're vindicated. It's over. Like that's almost the disappointing part about this. Yeah, we that have to find true. another player that's done something as equivalent yeah, to that, which is going to be challenging to do. It's going to be very. Can we go on the record though? We got Tom Thibodeau fired this year. We did. We got Paul Pierce to come out and say he shit his pants this year. Yep. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say that I got Kevin Durant injured because I did call <laughs> I did call that. I said, hey, if you're playing people this many minutes, and somebody's gonna get hurt, and now they're dropping like flies, bro. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you sure did. So I I think that's three three predictions, like not just like the Warriors are gonna win the championship. That's like three bizarre predictions that we've gone yeah. gone for this year. Oh, and I also predicted that the Lakers were gonna be terrible. And nobody believed me. Yeah, I didn't believe you. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't, didn't really want to believe me either. Where they did. Yeah. I think at one point we had had you convinced that you were wrong, but you just stuck to your guns. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's not surprising. I wasn't going to back down <laughs> from that take, especially if it involves the Lakers. I do the same thing. Yeah. Portland was down 3-0, and I was like, oh, they're, they're going to win. It's not. Yeah. Portland's going to get injured. <laughs> so do we want to talk about just weird stuff that's happened just generally throughout the finals, like aside from this Paul Pierce thing, and then go into the actual game stuff. Yeah, okay. that's fine. So, Kyle, I've been dying for this. How are you feeling about LeBron right now chiming in on, on one of this? Uh, let's back up. Let's talk about the Kyle Lowry thing first. Okay. So, Kyle Lowry, I guess, got put. I didn't see this. Did you guys see this whole thing? That Kyle yeah. Lowry I saw got put. Live, but I saw like a better clip of it today. You can go see it on the internet right now on YouTube, probably, where it's. A little bit slowed down and more zoomed in on that area. Yeah, but yeah, just basically- type in Kyle Lowry assaulted by Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just playing. I don't know if that'll oh. bring up anything, but I think assault Hollywood. is a strong word. Assault. That's assault. Yeah. But yeah. you want me? Do you want me to just start with where I'm at on the Kyle Lowry thing? Well, I was just gonna finish. So it, it basically, that guy turned the guy that showed Kyle Lowry turned out to be a minority owner of the Warriors. Mm-hmm. So not a great look. But uh, yeah, where are you at on this, Kyle? So there's a lot going on there. I mean, a $500,000 fine is insane, first of all. That's, That's a lot of money. That's more than those coaches get for paying to, paying to talk to Anthony Davis. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> 500K is a lot. I think, I think Kyle Lowry could have pushed a fan and got fined less. E. Yeah, I mean. It, 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 it's, it's, it's a steep penalty and a year ban, which is, you know, obviously as a minority owner is tough. But if you go back and watch it, what you need to do, Justin, it was not a push. It was. Oh, no, I saw it. 
Okay. Oh, so yeah. you saw it's not a push or a shove. I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, it was like that's a light extension. I mean, come on, man. Like, what are we talking I, about? I don't think Kyle Lauer's ever been in a street fight in his life. No. That guy, that guy is just like he was so upset about getting like just touched. And it's like you just jumped into the crowd. I thought his reaction was a little harsh. I mean, I saw all the player interviews after afterwards where they, you know, thought it was just insane and out of line. And I've seen people post online, you know, if Kyle Lowry came into his job and and pushed him, he would go to jail. It's like, dude, what? That that that's probably true. But Kyle Lowry doesn't did not invest money into the that into that guy's business and did not pay money to sit in that seat or pay money to go into his office. It's just a bad. It's a bad way to to explain it honestly i think it's been blown out of proportion completely and the way lebron came out and talked about it so publicly is is just really annoying at this point I'm and you, i love lebron for all the things he does in the community and the type of person that he's been and the example that he's set but the way he weighs in on every little thing like this and it's like you're not even relevant in the playoffs this year it's it's just out of control i don't even have twitter and i could see it all the time it's just fucking annoying it's embarrassing it really is and i think it's just I don't know, man. I just it's just making the Lakers look even like more of a distraction and shit show when you got LeBron who's like separated from everything that that team is doing right now. And it's just weird. He's yeah. putting it more in the spotlight. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair assumption given what what all we've learned lately. I think I I I read his thing on Instagram. I think that's what it was on Instagram. And I just rolled my eyes so many times reading through it. And like I told you guys, I couldn't really even understand what side of it he was on. <laughs> yeah, he kind of would like attack it and then pull back a little bit. Yeah, it was just really poorly worded and written. And like he tried to use the word manifest and it didn't really make any sense. the way. It, he yeah, there's it. a few grammatical errors in there. I don't know. Just at the end of the day, I feel like what he did was wrong. Like, you shouldn't put your hands on players like those guys sure. are there doing their job Agreed. and you're there to spectate it. But... I thought it was completely blown out of proportion just for, I guess, the level of contact. Like, level of contact was pretty negligent to me. What were your thoughts, Josh? So, this wasn't like another player doing it to another player. And it wasn't like Kyle Lowry fell on top of him and then he pushed him off of him. Um, it wasn't a hard push, but it was an intentional push. It was he went out of his way because he and went because he was off to the left. Yeah, right. he was off to the left of him and he shoved him left. Yeah. And I, I don't care how hard someone pushes them for for a fan to ever lay hands on a player whenever it's not needed is not right that should be immediately kicked out of the game yeah it should be she should have been ejected and i guess fine Five hundred thousand seems a little excessive but he's a billionaire so i guess it doesn't matter to be honest with you like i i don't like if somebody if somebody shoves me whatever i would probably be upset in kyle lowry's situation i wouldn't sure. do what i'm about to say to do but like Kyle Lowry has every right to go take him to court for assault like that was assault right so because it was unprovoked it was just out of nowhere and he laid hands I on guess him that's like my problem aggressive with move but it wasn't assault, though I mean oh, yeah I mean a, ju a judge would definitely see it as assault okay. um, what are we fucking doing here like what are we right. talking about they fucking clean Golden State's clock that night I don't know why it matters but like, is it, it I mean that doesn't that doesn't matter in whether or not that was a that was assault of what that what that guy did. Like I I understand that 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 wasn't that big of a deal, but for or excuse me for the push the push wasn't that that strong. But you, you just can't lay your hands on a player sure, if you're I'm, a fan. I'm with you, you there. Can't do it. I'm with you there. But like why are like why is this? He didn't 
go look at it. Like he barely pushed him. So the big deal is that he's a part owner of the Warriors of yeah. the team. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's definitely not a great look, right? But it, it might've also been glassed over or like maybe a small fine had the face of the league not come out and said, this is unacceptable and tweeted what he t- said to your, to your point. Like when LeBron did that, I said, okay, this is for real now. Now something big is going to happen. That's insane. That drives me crazy, though. It just feels like it's a storyline for the sake it's of a storyline like, to me. If LeBron and Windhorse talk about it, it just elevates the seriousness of the matter. That's what it seems like happened. That's exactly yeah, what it seems like happened. I think so. He's always crazy. had Windhorse ear. That's always been Windhorse big thing. It's I mean, that happens that happens with everything. If I if I message you at work and say what the F are the Warriors doing? And then the president of the, of the company says, why is this guy putting an F word in, yeah. in, the, uh, in the work chat? Right. That Then it becomes a big deal, right? If, it, if nothing else happens, it's not a big deal. When big names get involved, then it becomes a big deal. And that does suck that like people have that type of fool, but it's just the reality of the situation. Do you think the penalty assessed was pretty fair, though? I think the, um, uh, you think fine. it should have been stronger. That fine is outrageous. The fine is is really like tell them not to come to the stadium for a year, whatever. Yeah. I, like, you're still I, making money that off does the- suck considering they're about to open a new arena next year though. Right. But 500,000 is a lot, man. Yeah. If I'm the, if I was the Warriors personally, if I was any team and one of my owners laid hands on another player, if I was the jazz and one of my fans yeah. did that, like you're getting lifetime ban. If you're a part owner, I'm buying you out. And and you can't be a part of I don't think those are the same you thing. You better go be no, a, dude. you better go be a, well, one of them's one of them's verbal, and one of them's laying your hands on somebody. So, like, dude, but that's not real. I get that, but that's not reality. I mean, look at what it took to get Donald Sterling up out of there. That's true. I mean, but, uh, what the, I'm saying, what I mean rea- is, I get what should happen, but that's an ideal world, you know? Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is, do you think it should be I a think, lifetime ban? I think it should be a lifetime ban. Okay. And that guy should not have a part of the Warriors anymore. That's what I would do if I was the Warner's management. And I don't know what he is. I don't know what he's worth. He might be the one that's carrying those guys. But that would, if I had a big stake in the Warriors, I'd be calling for that. I'd I wonder if you could just no. force him, force him into like a cash out of his portion. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like buy him out. Like yeah. These guys I wouldn't, are still I wouldn't have a problem with that. I wouldn't have a problem with that. It's just taking the five hundred grand and then being like, now you can't come here for a year. It's like well, also also though, to take into consideration here, you guys got to remember they just together publicly that like uh privately financed a brand new arena so buying him out may not be an option given how valuable that true is. He, that could be that's some of the private funding was from him most likely but yeah. or a lot i of guess at anyway. the end of the day what i'm saying josh is like if it would have even moved kyle lowry off balance not even knocked him over if it would have just changed his footing and moved him off balance i would think a lot worse of it it, it did though like no, dude, go back and watch it. He his feet stood still. He did not move at all. I've got a wild uh, tweet to read you guys. If the Warriors minority owner Mark Stevens is eventually forced to sell his undisclosed stake, he'll get around four point five times what he paid for it in the summer of twenty thirteen. A That's... source told me he bought it in a valuation of eight hundred million. Forbes has them at three point five billion now. How two? I he should just cash out. <laughs> I no, I don't think. Go, I don't know it's that it's he only going to go up, though. But. Yeah, exactly. I, I, that's that's wild. So yeah, Lowry was laying on top of that other fan trying to get back up, and then he shoved him, and it turned his torso. Like, okay, it turned his torso. That didn't even move. It didn't knock him off balance hardly. Well, I mean, he was already laying down. So like, like lay no, down on the ground and all. Well, he's, he's like laying up. on this fan. He wasn't standing up. 
Yeah, he was, man. It's unacceptable nonetheless. And I get what you guys are saying. I just feel like there's this, there's always got to be this storyline going on. It feels like this is continuing. It's been Drake for the first three games of this year. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, and we're not hearing about any of that right now, are we? All we're hearing about is this. It's just always something like that. It's here 17 minutes of highlights and 43 minutes of what should happen to this guy. Right. Here's what we do we put Drake and that old rich dude in a ring and let them go at it. Oh, boy. That's what we do oh boy. for the series. Yes. I don't want to see any more basketball. <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave it right here, and we'll just. <laughs> Steve just Kerr does not want to see any more basketball after last night, but dude, we'll talk about that in a minute. I, yeah, I've, I've got an interesting. <laughs> so I'm trying to talk about basketball here. Kyle. No, no, no. I just I want to get yeah. all the the riffraff out of here so we can actually talk about basketball. Um, we're talking about what what happened with uh, Atlanta and Brooklyn today because I think that's actually a pretty big deal. Yeah, let's talk about that. So. We get a uh, we get a trade and Brooklyn's moving off of the just absolutely terrible contract. Uh, Alan Kraft. I don't have it in front of me, but I mean, it's like I think it's like eighteen Dude, million. Yeah, it's like eighteen or nineteen million a year. That was such a horrendously terrible contract that Portland. That twenty sixteen summer where everyone was just getting paid. Yeah. Well, Portland know, signed him. They should have. Portland yeah. signed him to that, and then they traded picks. Yeah. Yeah. So they move. Uh, they move Crab, and then it's uh, first rounder this year, which I think is like the seventeenth pick, and then a first rounder in two years, and they get uh, Torian Prince and a second rounder from Atlanta. So Atlanta's up, basically saying, "Hey, let me load up on picks because we have Trey Young, Herner, John Collins, which I think is a pretty smart smart move for them." Yeah, and uh, you know Brooklyn at this point now has. The ability to do a max player plus 25 mil, I think, or 28 mil, something like that. Uh, so they can basically get two max guys now, Brooklyn. Or they can, you know, retain Russell and get a max guy as well, whatever they want to do. That's what's going to happen here, right? It's a like, big deal. You think they were, I think they should retain Russell. I mean, he yeah, absolutely. increased his scoring by like 45% last year. Absolutely. They should not let him walk out the door. He's absolutely worth a max guy. Would you, he's a ball dominant guy. So is Kyrie. Would you take Kyrie or D'Angelo? Depends at the price tag. Yeah, for sure. Same price. Uh, Kyrie. Well, so are you saying... the chemistry stuff. So are you saying, like, uh, as far as, like, just, uh, like, what kind of team? Are we putting it on Brooklyn, or who are we putting this on? Brooklyn, yeah. Brooklyn specifically. Because I think think D'Angelo, I'd be pretty surprised if somebody didn't try to max him. Right? Right. Kyrie's on a max deal. Um, He does have a... a, uh, uh, what's it called? Not a bird rights uh, max, but it's more, a, though, because he's he got a rose rule max. Yeah, he's got a rose rule max, so it's yeah. a little bit more. It's maybe like five mil more. Right. But D'Angelo's, D'Angelo's getting probably getting a max too. He'll get so, close to thirty probably, or thirty-ish, something like that. D'Angelo? Yeah. He, I think he might. Yeah. He earned it. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. So let's call it twenty-five for D'Angelo and thirty for Kyrie. Yeah. Dude, I think I think Kyrie does this. I don't think that there's any chance he's coming back. I, no, I don't. I shouldn't say that. He's he could come back to Boston, but I really doubt it at this point. So I, to answer your question, Josh, I'll take D'Angelo for twenty five versus Kyrie for thirty. If it's like a four year deal, three or four year deal. But what I think is going to happen is that somebody else is going to max out D'Angelo, and Kyrie goes to to Brooklyn. Well, and Kyrie's for sure going to Brooklyn or or New York. That that's what I was going to say. Is that like. Kyrie so like it, his leverage has gone down at that point in which case uh, my pick would probably be like Ky- uh, 
I really like D'Angelo with the with the chemistry though. I think that's a good point. Yeah, D'Angelo a cheaper ticket. I like that, but I don't like comes- Kyrie with the chemistry thing though. He's not a leader, man. He needs to yeah. be with a second fiddle. Yeah, they they would need to get KD Kawhi level player to go with him, which I is possible. That, I think that's why you sign Kyrie. Or right. this this pick would not be because of basketball talent. Like D'Angelo could very well be as good as Kyrie next year. Um, but well, we'll see. But I think it's about you sign Kyrie because then you have a better chance at Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's not coming to Brooklyn for D'Angelo. Yeah. He might go to Brooklyn for Kyrie. Yeah, exactly. And you, D'Angelo and Kyrie, you don't want that on a team. So it's I, – I, I mean, I really you think – on it, poor guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I really think that if it comes down to the two New York teams both having two max deals and, and going for it – It's Brooklyn you, easy. Brooklyn is by far more attractive, and I want to see the Knicks fail. And I, I just don't like James Dolan, and I really want to see that, honestly. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I want to see them get dumped on their asses. It happens every time. Does, does Brooklyn have the same ability to, like, do you max contracts with advertising agencies as the Knicks do? Sure. I mean, I don't see why I think not. so. I think now that they're in Brooklyn and not New Jersey, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I think that that's kind of like – I just I feel like they're moving cap space really quickly. Like this is a weird time to do this deal, considering it doesn't even take place until like July sixth or whatever. Yeah, so it, like it is kind of weird timing, like three weeks before. Just makes you feel like they know something. Right, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. And but it, yeah, and it's a, it's a good trade on both sides, man. Because Atlanta's getting pick eight, ten, and seventeen or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think they're getting three picks this year. Actually, is what's happening. Oh, yeah. They, 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 have, they have three picks this year in the first round. Excuse me. They already had two and they got one. So, I mean, historically speaking, you're good. probably going to get an all-star there. Hopefully. Brooklyn's had a good history of trading away all their picks. That's yeah. <laughs> that bodes well for Atlanta. Oh, man. What's their what's their owner's name? God dang it. I'm messing up my joke. The owner looked at somebody who was like, wait, we have picks this year? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get rid of them. Yeah, dude, that that whole thing was a goddamn mess. Like his wife just comes in. Danny called. He wants more picks. Yeah, is <laughs> yeah. it uh, Mikhail Prokhorov? I think. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, yeah. He's still better than James Dolan, though. No doubt about it. No yeah. doubt about it. Because at least they put together a championship like caliber. I wouldn't say like a winning, like ability to win. There's still a couple of pieces away, but they put together a pretty decent team in Brooklyn. Yeah, exactly. They're in a much better place than the Knicks. They made the, they made the playoffs. <laughs> That's wow. what I'm saying, and that's why I've been yeah. on this for so long, saying that the Knicks, like, so that that brings up the whole Charles Barkley thing. So he said the other day on Dan Patrick, he was talking about the whole, well, a couple of things, but he they were talking about the Kevin Durant thing, and they asked him, you know, what do you think is going to happen? He was basically saying, like, I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen. I think this is a whole big narrative that people invent to have something to talk about, which I definitely agree with, and I've been on the record of saying many, many times. But yes. the other thing that he said is the one of the worst things in the world that he felt during his career was being a superstar on a team where he was the only one. Because it just it doesn't work. Like, you don't have pieces right. around you. Like, it's not just about one superstar. And I think Kevin Durant would be a fucking idiot if he went to the Knicks. Period. Like, I just... He doesn't have that anything around him. No cast whatsoever. If he goes by himself, yeah. it's a bad move. Yeah. My, I don't think my only guarantee for Kevin Durant this summer is that he's going to go with somebody. Like, he's not going anywhere by himself. Correct. Yeah, you said that last episode, Josh, and I agree with that 100%. Because he, he he knows, you know, I'm going to be 30. 
I'm going to be in the twilight of my career before I know it. And like, he wants to win a few more rings independent of Golden State. Yeah. And he's not going to do that without, without another superstar. I mean, like, it's always really taken. There was that awkward, like, early 2000s time frame where you could have just like one superstar. But even in like the 80s, 90s, and the last 10 years, it's always been two or three superstars. And yeah. it's just like, you, only, you almost feel like nowadays it's going to take three superstars on a team. Yeah. Two superstars and like an all-star caliber player. Yep. Somebody that's made an all-star team to compete. Yeah, I think we just saw it with LeBron. And we're talking about LeBron fucking James here. Yep. Like, the one, like if not one of the best basketball players of all time. And, I mean, even he couldn't put that thing on his back. Oh, for sure. Everybody's talking about these, this huge game that Steph just had and how he got to see what it's like to be the only superstar on his team. He had 47 points and yeah. a loss. LeBron had 51 points and a loss, like, last year. Yeah. So, in, in the finals. So, it's like, this is um, somebody on on Reddit put uh, – this is going to find it. Congratulations, Stephen Curry. You just completed your trial run of the LeBron James Finals experience. If you would like to renew your membership, please confirm here. Like, <laughs> well. And it was just spot on the money because it's like LeBron's career is dropping 47 in a loss, you know? Yep. Yeah. That's, that's, that's you, you just don't want to be in a situation like early LeBron Cavs. But going back to what Barkley said, I agree with that 100%. Obviously, these people have jobs and they have to try to keep them and make stories. But I mean, they're people are really just fishing and the beauty of it is we don't know how it's going to play out and we don't know what it's going to look like next year. And that's the fun part about it. So I don't understand why, you know, people are so dead set on certain players, certain team. It's like, obviously certain guys are going to move and we know that, but no one's going to pin pinpoint it exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, and also like, I love the fact, I think that the real beauty of this whole thing is the fact that we get to make content out of those people being absolute fucking idiots <laughs> everyone's got to be the i got the i got the hottest take you know or i got the the freshest information like i know where this guy's gonna go i know where that guy's gonna go and they really never do and that's exactly yeah. what barkley was saying and i love the way he delivers the message too and dan patrick is just cracking up because he knows it's fucking true yep it's so true i just i i, I gotta wonder about this whole thing where you have superstars that are more concerned about what their career is going to be like next year in the middle of the goddamn finals. I just, I don't think that that's, that just doesn't seem likely to be. I mean, obviously it's going to be on your mind as a star, but like, it's not like you got to Like if you're a professional athlete, you got to be locked into that moment. Like that's not how that 100%. those yeah. guys aren't thinking about that kind of stuff no. in the moment of the game. There's too much, you can't. Too, much too much on the line. They're, they're way too hyper-focused. And that's I would say there's, there's a that's a, a lot true, but I did see Kevin Durant when Draymond was yelling at him in the early, earlier in the year turn around and like he like faced the camera. He didn't look directly at the camera, but the camera could see what he was saying. He said, "Man, this is why I'm out." Like, Dude, yeah, but that, yeah, but that's been, not in the finals though. That's in a right. regular season. Oh, for sure, for yeah, sure. Like back in January, and they've had plenty yeah. of other moments where things have been but, cool since. So I don't think that's really the hell of it is though that if he does stay for whatever reason, say he just stays on a one year, they're gonna have to ship uh, ship Draymond right on out of there. Like or Clay, or not sign Clay, or not sign Clay. Yeah. You, I don't think you can't not sign Clay. I mean, look at what happened when he was gone. Like, this right. is these are these are the splits with yeah, dude, you, the Raptors. You keep, you keep Clay for the fact you have the Splash Brothers and what he does on court. On right. the court. <laughs> he's the he's best defensive two guard. Like, yeah, 
I texted you guys this. Are I, I said, are Draymond and Clay the two best teammate defenders of all time? And after I got thinking about it, I was like, no, but they are the two most versatile teammate defenders of all yeah. time. Yeah. Dude, that, yeah, that's indicative of the league now, but that's for sure. Whenever yeah. Dre was mug, he was picking the pockets of uh, Lowry last night. I, it, that was wild. I tweeted out the clip of it. It was, I mean, he had it mugged Dude, Dre, down. He yeah. played his ass off last night. He just he can't did. score anymore is the problem. Yeah. And he can't guard two people like right. Clay's on the court, right? So with Clay on the court, Raptors are shooting this. Um, 43 from the field, 38 from the field, or 38 from the three-point line. Um, with Clay off the court last night, they shot 45 and 53. Wow. What, you, what about the free throw numbers? I don't yeah. know the oh, free throw numbers. That. <laughs> he, just, uh. he stands there in the lane, puts his hands up like he did in middle school. <laughs> Oh, that's so, so rough. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we saw how much he meant last night. Last time we talked, we were at 1-0 yep. Raptors. Uh, I think we – did we all pick Golden State in six? Josh kind of te- – I did. I took, so, I locked in Toronto in seven. Toronto in seven. You went with that to, to get yeah. in, which that's looking a lot better now. Obviously, we couldn't foresee this many injuries coming. Well, apparently, you could, Josh, because you're, you're all-knowing with uh, – <laughs> I, I'm just saying, uh, if you play a pl- person 48 minutes a game, like he's bound to get injured. Yeah, but no way. You no, I agree with you. Kevon Looney was going to break his collarbone when he's playing. No, for sure. <laughs> Nor did I think that it would be that big a deal either. Because what that did was, like, if you watch the game one and game two, they switched every single Kawhi on-ball screen less than 10 seconds. They couldn't do that in game three because yep. instead of um, Kevon Looney there, you had Demarcus Cousins or you had Andrew Bowie. You can't switch on the on the Kawhi, and they torched that. So. Kevon Looney, like I, I definitely talked bad about him whenever it was first happening because I was like, he's gonna have to play big minutes. He's played off awesome defense. He's a good switching big. Yep, a hundred percent. So, uh, game one, Raptors took it. We we felt Golden State in six. Justin and I and Josh went Toronto in seven. Game two, you know, first six quarters of this series. So, you know, after the two quarters of game two, I'm just not feeling good about the Warriors pick. Toronto yeah. pretty much just dominated those six quarters for the most part. Yeah, yeah, no, I think game two, Golden State was closer. They were it was only like a five point game at halftime. Yeah, but there was a point where they were down. They were down double digits in half uh, in the first half. Yeah, but they crawl, they crawled right back out of it for sure. That nice little time. run the, at the end of the first half. Yeah, yeah, but uh, they were down double digits in the first quarter. But the second half is where you see that just the they yeah. go in that eighteen zero run, and it's like it was over. Oh, I have nothing to worry about. This is just classic Warriors run when Boogie's dropping like one-handed dimes with a little English right into the pocket for a layup. It's yeah, it, you're, you're going to win that game. Yeah. Every yeah. time. How many minutes did, did Boogie play in that game? 28 in game two. Yeah. Golly. Tough. And dude, it, it that, showed in game three. Yeah. yeah. Sure. The hell just, did. No fucking bunnies, dude. No. He was getting like three to six inches off the ground. If that, if that, <laughs> it's I, on his tippy toes, <laughs> <laughs> which is still taller than most people. Yeah. He's still yeah. big enough. Probably still get some rim. Um, yeah, man, I, I, if it weren't for that 18 hour run, we'd be looking at three Oh series lead for the Raptors for sure. I mean, the Raptors definitely move the ball better just because golden state is so shorthanded right now. You can definitely tell. And I just think that, so my thing about it was with golden state going back to Oakland, I figured that they needed to split this series. That's the best that they could hope for. Given the circumstance, given the fact that clay was going to be out, given the fact that, I mean, you're going to have to lean on Steph, the loony thing. All that stuff happened kind of at one time. And plus Kevin Durant on top of that. So I figured that it kind of felt to me like I don't want to say that the Warriors didn't try because that's definitely not it. I mean, 
Steph looked electric, but you know he couldn't do it by himself. And, talking game three. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And, yeah. And so well, so ultimately, what I'm saying about like game two and three is that like best case is that they split that series, and I just don't think that Steve Kerr was that worried about it, knowing that they could drop that game given that all those people are out. You may as well just try to keep it competitive as possible and just feed Steph and have him take threes and game three and uh and you know and, and basically just try to try to salvage something out of that. That was an unbelievable performance. Like I, I actually tweeted out, man, imagine the perform the all time performances that we've missed out on because of this super team. Yeah. Imagine what we could have seen Steph been doing for the past three years or Clay been doing for the yeah, past three years. Right. Like it that was a type of performance. Yeah, it was. It was like every time it was. It, it was like watching LeBron. Like every time the ball yeah. left his hand, it was going in. Except it for LeBron's or Yeah, it did for sure. And Which Kyle, is hard by, to do. loss. Kyle, by the way, I I did mean three and four, not two and three. My fault. Oh no, you're, you're yeah. good. Um, but I just think yeah. that Golden State's best hope was to split those, and then now we're going into Game Four. You're going to have Clay back and healthy. KD's still going to be. Is out. he going to be healthy though? Yeah, yeah but I mean, not, dude, you not you that played, easy of an injury. Soft tissue. You've played like basketball and stuff though over the years. Like you can get out there fresh and pull a hammy a little bit and be fine by Friday. You can shoot. Clay's going to be able to shoot fine. He's not yeah. going to be able to defend the same way. No, probably yeah, not. That's exactly but, right. But I mean, you know how you, those. You just can't are. have that lateral that lateral quickness and then plant your feet. And this is me thinking about my hamstrings against guys at 24. I'm, I'm thinking if you go laterally against Kawhi Leonard, that might be a little more challenging on the hammy. But that's fair. I just feel like if he's moving laterally, and then as soon as he has to to plant and he has to deal with Kawhi's strength, that's just putting a lot of pressure on on mm-hmm. the hamstring. That's it, fair. You know, it, it'll be interesting he's to not see not how able to push off that and recover because that's the that's the issue is when Kawhi leans in you and then he crosses to the left, you have to push off that and get back up on him again. Really right. Fast. But and I mean, that's gonna, just yeah. gonna that's exactly what he wants to do is just lean on you, get a little bit of separation with the step back and hit a mid range with a high release point and long arms. Right. Yeah, exactly. But but keep in mind it, how much rest he's had too, because we've had a lot of days between these games. Like three days between has been crazy. So he Yeah, but then he only six, has he only has two days he only has two days between game three and four though. Yeah, for sure. But he didn't play three, so it doesn't matter. Right, I'm saying, but if he wasn't right, like two more yeah. days, he still not, might not be that right. It can make a difference, though. We'll see. We'll see. He'll the offense will instantly be boosted because yeah, he can still sure. hit threes without even having to jump that much. So, offense will be a big deal. Yeah. What we saw last night was just so limited offensively. It was crazy to see the Warriors struggle like that because we haven't seen that really in the last four years. And defensively too, man. Like you just don't have the bodies out there. To th- like there were multiple plays no, where Pascal had. Steph, Steph Curry, Kawhi was taking Steph Curry in the post. That doesn't happen if Clay's out there, you know. No. So it's a it's a different game, man. Without without that guy on there, and I I've been saying this for years. He is so good, and people don't realize it because he's such a great defender, right. and he's not an offensive liability. He's a just a bang up scorer offensively. He makes a big difference on that team. Yep, and, and they, like, they kept trying to run last night, which was kind of weird because it's like I guess their half court offense was really bad too because they have no scoring options essentially accept Steph, but I get a transition three from Steph is kind of your best opportunity. I guess that's what their strategy was, but the running got them in trouble because of the athlete matchup uh, in the open court. Yeah. But, I think when, I think when you're less talented, you're going to try and out gas somebody. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You, you alluded to it a little earlier, Josh, and I thought it was a good point that the Warriors kind of got a dose of what it was like as a LeBron or Cavs fan in 2015, where 
Warriors beat Cavs 4-2. I'm surprised they even won two games. Kevin Love and Kyrie were out. LeBron went like 36-12-12. and 12. Yeah. It's like, as a Warriors fan last night, Steph did everything right for you. And he did. You were never really in that game. It felt like Toronto controlled it pretty much tip to tip. They did. Uh, they, moved they were the up ball double digits in the first quarter at a certain point. Doesn't it feel like... Doesn't it feel, though, like you're kind of in the situation where it almost feels like it depends on what Toronto team shows up? Like, I feel like yeah. Van Vliet has been very hit and miss in this series. Siakam's kind of been hit and miss in this series. He's been really good well, more than he hasn't, but... That's what I was going to say about game two is Lowry and Siakam and Gasol all came back to earth and went for like six points, 12 points, 13 points versus right. the first game where they were all, you know, like 17, 20, 32. Right. And I think that so, makes obviously makes a huge difference. But I just don't I think know. you're going to get that out of every other game from those guys pretty much. Yeah, I mean, Van Vliet is not that type of player. He's fine, but he's just not that type of player. Dude, that was a huge shot he hit last night. He's convincing me he's he's a you know a good backup point guard in the league for yeah. sure. Dude, all those he's shots are so a fluky. hell of a backup point guard. All those yeah. shots um, are just so fluky though. Like yeah. it just doesn't seem like they should go in, but they do, which is fine. I guess that's all that matters. But yeah, he's carrying that seventeen point average after having his kid. Right, I guess so. <laughs> some people, some people just don't know how to put the ball in the hoop. Like some people can just make shots that you can't really teach. Like that's yeah, that way. Right. You can teach him form, but Finesse you can't teach the fastest release of all time. Right. It's just God-given talent. Some people just have the ability to put the ball in the hoop at different levels, and Van Vliet's one of them, like just making stupid shots. Yeah, that's yep. fair. Totally fair. But, I mean, do you guys – so where do you guys think the Kevin Durant thing is at this point? Does he play at all? I think he does. They keep pushing out game four, though. Yeah, I mean, we're getting down I to game that's four. that's official at this point. Is that, you, isn't that what you said, Josh? Yeah, it's official. So he's yeah, out it, game four. I think if it comes to an elimination game, we could see him out there for twenty to thirty minutes. I agree with that because even six, like seventy to eighty percent, Kevin Durant is something you've got to deal with. Definitely better than what they put out there last night for sure. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. no doubt about that. <laughs> I feel like if you have a seventy to eighty percent KD or like a sixty-five to seventy-five percent KD, I feel like that's worse. Now, not versus last night, but like he, he's still going to be a ball stopper. Um, and when you're a ball stopper at 65 to 75%, that's bad. Unless he adapts to where he's at and still lets Steph be the primary scorer. Yeah, that's true. I, I, what you have to do is, dude, honestly, if they don't get healthy fast, they have no chance. So like you, they can't, do you think Toronto's going to win this series, Josh? If they don't get healthy fast, if they don't have Kavon, well, Kavon Looney's not coming back. But if well, Katie no, I'm saying like if you, had, if you had to pick, though, like right now, just based on where we're at with kind of all the information we have, all the information I have right now, I'm picking Toronto um, because Golden fair. State's more unknown for unknown for me. I'm still going going Golden, Golden State, but I'm I'm losing hope really quick. Yeah. I don't I don't have a problem with the Toronto pick at all. It's, I think it's a lot closer now than I thought it would be. Quite frankly, I'm yeah. I'm going down with the ship with Golden State if I'm going down with it. Like yeah, I'm still going to take him as long as Clay is playing. We can't have we can't have last night's game out there again. That was just. I mean, Steph, he, Steph pulled seven threes in the first quarter. He didn't really maintain that pace. But in my head, I was like, I'm pretty sure he's going to pull, like, maintain that and pull 28 three-pointers tonight. Yeah, he had 25 in the first half, right? 25 points. But I was saying uh, seven threes in the first right. quarter. So Yeah, he was on pace I mean, to that, shoot. Like, he's like, oh, he's three for seven. But I'm like, hey, keep pulling him. That's your best shot. Right. Yeah. I think, though, it just felt to me, I don't know why I got the feeling like Kerr just kind of like, I don't want to say don't give a fuck. 
but it just didn't feel like he gave a fuck about that game. And it almost seemed like I don't I, I like I said, I don't feel like they were like throwing it away, but it almost kind of felt that way with the I way think he's a good leader. And yeah. he doesn't want to act like he's panicking, but he well, knows sure, right. I just feel like the line like some of the lineup choices and like the way that they they kind of tried to like make up for Clay with two guys almost like analytic style a little bit and it just they they just didn't feel like the normal Warriors. They didn't move the ball well because well, they didn't have that personnel. I mean, the problem is, is Iggy's not healthy. Right. Livingston has just not been that not solid good. mid-range yeah. guy you can rely to come in for 12 minutes and play rec ball and get you like eight points in 12 minutes. Yeah. Clint Cook didn't hit his shots like he did in game two. You know, Drepko's not hitting shots. I mean, you're just you're really limited offensively. Right. That's what I'm saying. So it just feels like he kind of knows that and isn't even really that panicked by it. Yeah, you can't you can't be that mad because the team you're putting out there is not an NBA champion, but exactly. But it just he, feels like he's not worried about what's coming down the road, which is I guess the what you want to your point with your your coach. Do you think the Warriors could come back from a three one deficit, Justin? If Kevin Durant comes back, absolutely. Okay, but not with just Clay. You mean he Clay and KD to come back from three one deficit. I think you do. It would be pretty close. I I know KD. I I think they could do it with Clay, but they'd have to be clicking. And I just don't know how healthy Clay is. It would be my concern there. Yeah, I mean either way, dude. It's been it's a badass series. Honestly, it's a breath of fresh air with no LeBron versus Warriors, and it feels like a more balanced series. Agreed. For the first time, and it's just I'm taking four injuries. Yeah, that's true. But I'm kind of excited because I think that's what we're going to see out of the next like three to five years in the in the league. I don't think we're going to see a whole lot more repeats. I don't think so either. Josh, are you going to come unglued if uh, if the Warriors do it again? <laughs> when this year? No, yeah. I feel like they've actually earned it for earned once. It? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, okay. I'll be I'll be okay with that. Um, I mean, I won't be okay with it. I I need to see them lose. But I if you if you lose with or if you win with the Steph, Clay, and Dre trio, I'm much more okay with that than having another person that's a all-time great come on your team and carry you. Yeah, I think Carey is probably a – I mean, given all their state of injury, I don't know if Carey is – Yeah, you're right. Be carried I mean, by you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, I just um, – Yeah. No, I, like – it's you're right. None of them are carrying the other because you're rolling out a freaking all-star team. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's not fair to the rest of the league. No, it's definitely not. But I mean, Toronto looks damn good to their credit. Yeah, they like do. they look, they're moving the ball better than I've seen them move it all Dude, year. Playoff Lowry was fully engaged last night, man. He hit some big shots. Is it safe to say that DeMar DeRozan was the problem? Feels that way. And lack of Kawhi, obviously. I don't think DeMar DeRozan... Yeah, DeMar DeRozan wasn't the po- uh, problem. It's that Kawhi is just that much better than him. Yeah, and That's not a slight to him. That's just a credit to Kawhi. Yeah. I, I think that Nick Nurse is a much better coach than Dwayne Casey, too. Oh, really? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Maybe not, a, maybe not a regular season coach, man, but I've seen more adjustments and game plan out of Nick, Nick Nurse than I ever well, saw. you're looking at a completely you know different team. Than me, but I, I, Plus, I don't know about that, too. Plus, he's gotten com- way more out of Lowry than Dwayne Casey even ever thought about getting out of Lowry. That's true, but that could, be, that could be just as much of a product of Kawhi right. or his coaching staff that he brought over. Exactly. Sure, that's where my head's at with I it. mean, that's part of yeah, I know, coaching I, I know. staff you bring over. But, um, but I just think I haven't seen any other, any other coach besides Kerr and Pop game plan and change game plans and play chess with another player and actually coach through a seven-game series as much as I have Nick, Curse, or Nick Nurse this, this year. 
Yeah. Damn. S- sounds like you uh, slid him into that top five. I mean, he's still not proven. It's just one. It's just one series. But I've always said that the mark of a great coach is going head to head with another great team in seven games and how you play and how you. So play. If he gets a ring, then he's probably top five. Oh, dude! If he gets a ring, for sure. Like, for yeah. sure, he's top five. I think it depends on what Kawhi does next, as far as like get his next stop. I think that defines what Nick nurses. I mean, Ty Lue yeah. has a ring too. Remember that. Yeah, so that's true. I'm not okay, discounting Ty Lue because we've talked about, about it before. That I we don't even know what Ty Lu can do, really. Yeah, and we so, talked about this all all last year too, like or all last week. Um, there's like five players or five coaches in the league that have rings. Yeah, which is crazy. That is crazy. I can't believe that Houston won't re-sign D'Antoni. By the way, while we're talking about coaches, they just got him on a one year or what? Yeah, the, he's basically going into the this season as a lame duck coach. Just the the Rondo, the perpetual one deal, dude. Yeah, one but, year deal. I guess, but it just feels like that feels silly. Like who, what, what, who are they going to bring in? That's going to be. This is the same question we ask ourselves every time there's a team that's making a coaching changes. Who else are they going to bring in? Well, yeah, but I mean, Dan Tony is the. I, I don't give him a lot of credit for a lot of things. Cause no, I I'm with you 100. percent. I, I, I don't know who works, you replace that's better than him. Right, that's what I'm saying. And I, but I mean, Houston dug in with Kevin McHale too, and you know, I guess. D'Antoni was an upgrade, so I, however you want to look yeah. at that. He's got a hell of a system. Who did we say was it D'Antoni that we said was like Art Browse? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, we, we got there. Okay, I was about to say that again, but I couldn't remember if I had already said that. Yeah. I How mean, did we get there? I don't guy. recall this. There's just like wide open offense. And dude, oh, if they're okay. gonna blow it up, Harden is the perfect centerpiece for the to for the, like the regime moving forward. It's for him to have running that system. I mean, you for just sure. Yeah. different players around him and see if it works. I mean, Daryl Morey is not shy to make things happen. So Yeah, he's made some good choices. It just hasn't got him to to a ring, but I think there's a great choice he could make this summer that would get him there. And that's moving Chris Paul to the Lakers. That'd be a great choice for him to make. If he could dump that contract, that'd be fantastic. Oh my. Yeah, cuz I mean, you could get so many other players for 35, 38 million this year. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, what else have Before we touched in this? Series? I was going to say, what do you guys think is going to happen game four? Clay, Let's say Clay comes back. KD's out. Clay comes back. You know, he's whatever percentage you think he's going to be. I I'm, I think it's almost impossible for the Warriors to lose this one at home if they have an 80% Clay. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. I'm 100% with you there. I agree. Clay may, Clay may come back and be 100%. And then it's just it's another series, you know. The Raptors – really screwed themselves with that 18-0 run. Um, we don't know what Clay what Clay's coming back at. Generally, right. players don't come back at 100% from an injury, and that's really the trail, but, or excuse me, the um, Raptors' hope. But it's going to be hard for them to drop that one at home anyways, drop two in a row at home. It's tough. Yeah, I think they're going to be riding high, be okay with a split in Oracle, go home, still have home court advantage. And even though we saw Steph – you know, have a great game kind of to Justin's point earlier. I don't, they weren't like throwing that game or not trying. They gave it their all. It's just, it wasn't pure desperation mode, which I think we'll see more of in game four. Therefore, I think it's going to be hard pressed for them to lose. It is possible if Toronto plays as good as they did in, in game one and three, it's possible, but definitely possible. But I don't, I don't see that happening. I feel pretty good. It's going to go back to two. And that's great. Cause I mean, it feels like we're headed towards a game seven. It does. 
And that's what you wanted out of this series was a game seven. Yep. That's exactly what I wanted. So I'm excited for it. We'll probably do another one. Um, we'll see how the, we'll see how it shakes up. If there's a game seven, we'll definitely try to get get one in right before that game seven to oh, see how we're feeling. Absolutely. I think next couple episodes or next couple of games, we should try to do some instant reaction stuff. So I think yeah. we, can, we can cover some of that. Really yep. quickly, at the end of it all, who has a better legacy, Steph or KD? Oh. Right now, or what I foresee happening? Yes. Right now, KD, at the end of it, KD. Yeah, I agree with that. I, think I, think about it's gonna, that I feel like Steph is going to eventually be burdened by his health somewhere. Hmm. Well, I think Steph's going to be viewed as the best shooter of all time, and I really think KD might be the best scorer of all time. Yeah, that Right too. there with Kareem. Yeah, at the end of it. Yeah, no, if you're talking about that, yeah. I'm just saying that I feel like ultimately I feel like they're kind of on the same plane of, as to what they've done, but I think the longevity factor probably goes to Kevin Durant, in which yep. case it's easier to make that case. Right, because he has three years on him. He, he came out freshman versus senior, and right. he'll probably play a little longer. Yep. I mean, Steph started his career with injury. What do you? I mean, what do you think, Josh? I don't know. I've been playing around with it in my head. It's hard for me to put put them both in the top ten because the top ten is of all time. Like, oh yeah, like foreseeably, could they both be in the top ten of all time? There's a lot yeah. of people that could be in the top ten of all time. You know, like it's getting mm. very crowded, and there's going to have to start being some cuts. Um, I think Steph and Katie are two of those guys. I think they're right beside each other, honestly. I think that they're the gap is very close, but I don't know who's who's ahead. What's the differentiator though? Then moving forwards, is it going to be titles or score scoring titles or rings? So it's really strange because Steph has these. Does he have three MVPs? Two, two, two. He has two MVPs. KD has two Finals MVPs and one MVP. Like the Steph, if Steph gets a Finals MVP, does that put him even? KD you is know? way more first first team and second team All NBAs and way more All Stars. All Stars, yeah. yeah. And more points per game, rebounds per game. And to be fair, though, uh, Steph probably should have one more Finals MVP if it weren't for Iguodala. Yeah, so. I mean Iggy, he did a good job. Yeah, I'm he saying those air quotes on LeBron, but LeBron went nuts in that series. Right. Yeah, he did. So, so I, I've always thought that he kind of got robbed there a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. He didn't have a great first two games, and I think that really hurt him. No, for sure, uh, it, it definitely did. did. But it felt like it was a little weak uh, to close. Yeah. Close it up. I don't know. Anyway. All right. Well, I guess we will go ahead and wrap everything up and we will we should be back with you guys here in a couple of days because we got the game on what Friday we said? Yeah, yep. Friday. And so we'll try to do something this weekend to uh recap that for sure. Cool. All right, man. Looking forward to it. Bye boys. Let's see you guys. Later.